I should probably just take my money and light it on fire in the street, but it's a lot more fun to make these billboards that have the quotes of my guests on them. Welcome to Noah Kagan Presents. What's up, everyone? Noah Kagan. Today's chat was really fun. It was with your boy, T. Ferris, Timbo, Tim. I met Tim about 1,500 years ago because the guy is bionic. He's filled with so many supplements. Uh, the dude's going to live probably till forever. Um, I met him a long time ago through a friend. Uh, and so I wanted to do a chat with Tim about his new book. If you haven't gotten Tools of the Titans, go get it. And so I wanted to do a brief chat with him. It's a quick episode. And I wanted to ask the questions that no one asks. I wanted to ask about being bald. That's a weird ass subject to ask, let me tell you, uh, to have that convertible look. I wanted to talk to him about what a book launch was. Like, how did he spend six figures on buying a bunch of billboards and what that experience was like? It's a quick chat. It's a fun chat. Enjoy it and have a good time. Hello, Mr. Ferris. What's up, dog? Hello, sir. So you were ordering Bulgarian tea? <laughs> or, or Bulgarian to get you Bulgarian? Technically, I was ordering around uh, the crazy Bulgarian as I'm trying to make him known on the internet to get me some tea. Okay. <laughs> I flew in a researcher from Montreal who happens to be Bulgarian-Siberian to help me with many things related to this whole book craziness that is going on. How many hours That's... are you sleeping during a book launch? Uh, very few, generally. I'm not, I'm not killing myself every day, but today, for instance, because it's a Friday, I, I knew I could pack it in. Uh, I started at 1 a.m., so I didn't sleep last night, and then I had coast-to-coast -coast radio for two hours from 1 to 3 a.m., took a 90-minute nap, woke up, got into a car, went to Squawk Box at CNBC, and have just been pounding the pavement. So it's, uh, it's a different schedule than usual, for sure. There are many things that help, like l taurine and I've got a whole slew of supplements. When I'm going from gig to gig, my bag's basically half full of drugs. <laughs> I was just going to go on like this whole nar narcotic stuff rant, but we won't do that. So here's what we're going to do today, everyone. Uh, Tim's got 30 minutes because he's got to go talk to Obama. Then I think Trump was texting you. And then who, I don't know, Oprah's like, oh, Tim, let's like do a Snapchat session or some shit, I'm guessing, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, Obama and Trump and I are going to play a game of horse later. Um, shoot some hoops. I'm kidding. No, not likely. I hope you are, because if, if you weren't kidding, that'd be awesome. So here's what we're going to do, everyone. Tim's here for 30 minutes. I've got 15 minutes of questions. You guys post all your questions in the questions box. It's going to be in the bottom right-hand corner. Tim will answer as many as he can, and then he's got to go run off to say what's up to B, Obama, maybe Beyonce. I don't know. Let's see if Kanye is okay. All right. So, Tim, I will, I've come I will up see with, how he's doing. I've come up with questions you've never answered before. And I'm like, I've yeah. known you 12 years, dude, or how fuck way too long, not way too long, but long. Uh, so these know, are we're, both, we're both working on the upside down face look, like the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the great, the facial hair inversion. <laughs> well, I was, I'm balding, right? So I'm going for that convertible look. I've got the convertible going. So I'm either going to, I'm going to buy spray paint. I'm going to buy some spray paint and uh, just kind of get that in there. But um, anyways, all right. So Tim, Hunt, when did you start, when did you start like losing your hair? Well, you know, uh, it, was, it was quite a while ago when it started. I remember it was about 2005, and I remember this specifically because I was doing some type of sports with someone in Germany, of all places. This is before the four-hour work week, and somebody took a photograph of me, and I was like, what? I'd never seen kind of, kind of the back of my head from that angle. Oof, so it's, it's, it's been a long time coming. It's been a slow creep. And then how do you deal with that? Um, I know for myself, it's been one of my biggest self, what I'm self-conscious about. I don't know. How have you dealt with yeah. that? 
it was self-conscious, uh, or I was self-conscious about it until I just decided, you know, a few things. I, I think that men generally care about it because of women, let's be honest. And I was like, okay, well, let me just double down on going to the gym, double down on trying not to sound like an idiot. And the women that I actually want to spend time with are not really going to give a rat's ass about convertible or not. And <laughs> that's been my that's been my approach to at least my self talk. So I'm okay with it. Of all the things that could go wrong, it's like all right, join at least half of the male population on the planet. I'm okay with it. I'm honestly now now I'm a discriminator too, dude. I discriminate with people with hair. I'm like you're a hairist, so like you disgust me. All you hairy people with that stuff up top. All right, I got lightning. It's not even lightning. It's just quick questions. Really fun. You're gonna have a good time. So you're in a. Me I just got back from Mexico last night. If you're in a Mexican jail, who's the first person you call? Uh, probably Jocko Willink, retired Navy SEAL commander who has been on the podcast. Uh, and there, there are a handful. You know, I actually, I'll try to keep this short, but I actually have a list, I'm not kidding, of sort of five or six people in an escalation plan. So when I'm dating someone, I say, this is the get Tim out of Mexican jail call list. I'm okay. completely serious. So Jocko would probably be on that Why list. Why Jocko? Certainly. Well, because I feel like Jocko... If it came down to it, like if diplomacy failed, he might be able to organize some type of private militia to get in a black helicopter and extract me. So I would say worst, worst case scenario. I want, I want the guy who knows how to bring the thunder. I'll dig it. I dig it. Hold on, what's on your uh, home screen? I'm curious. Do you have anything on your home screen or your lock screen or your phone? Yeah. You might have something kind of weird. Oh, I do. Let me just uh, let clear me all the text all, and tweets and all that. Let me get all these incriminating. Uh, tweets off. Well, I, and then, the I ask that is because I find like myself, like I have a. Um, sorry, I have this. Here we go. Oh, that's not it. Locked. Hold on a second. Well, I just think it's yeah, interesting. Well, I put like motivational stuff on my home screen. So I don't know if you do something similar or what you have. I was curious. Yeah, I do coyote. The coyote. coyote on my screen. Is that your spirit animal, I think? It is. Yeah. And people can, people can uh, look into. I don't explain it though. So it, people can look into trickster god mythology like the raven and coyote for why that is my spirit animal. Well, there are other reasons that get out into some crazy land real fast, but uh, I'll leave Come it at that. that. Maybe. Um, yeah. so we got there. Okay. Yeah. So it's Hanukkah is coming up. Christmas is coming up. Besides buying your book, which everyone should already have done, what's one thing you're going to buy someone? What's the one Hanukkah gift that we should get this year? Yeah, this will sound weird. Uh, I'm going to get the Nayoya Acupressure Mat. There's a, there's a variation of it just called Bed of Nails. Uh, you can find both on Amazon. I'm looking it, it up. Is, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a rollout mat. You can just look at Bed of Nails and you'll see it. Right it is. There it is, the top one. So it's effectively a rollout mat that has what appear to be uh, golf cleats on it. That's the one. And oh. it is painful, but it was recommended to me by one of the handstand, one-armed handstand prodigies of Cirque du Soleil. He used to use it in the Ukraine. And I tore my lat at one point, and I really, really had terrible pain in my back, could barely do anything, hurt to cough. And this thing, for five minutes a day, is what got me back on track and into training faster than anything else. I thought, I mean, it looks kind of, it's certainly almost definitely made in China, uh, like pretty much everything, but it, it has this, it has this very cheesy flea market type look to it, and it just works. It just works. So I'll be buying okay. that actually today for a friend. I was planning on going on Amazon and grabbing it for somebody. Nice. Uh, favorite right. book this year besides your own? Uh, first one that comes to mind is How to Get Filthy Rich in Rising Asia, which is an oh, amazing really short good. novel. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, so guys, check that out, How to Get Filthy Rich in Asia. Um, 
what's different about this book versus all your others? What's been for you either creating it or promoting anything that, that stood out? Yeah, uh, this is the first book I've enjoyed, right? Number one, that's a big deal. And uh, it is also kind of the first book that I wrote for myself. This was intended to be my notebook of high impact cliff notes that I could refer to myself for years and years. So I put it together for myself and then decided to turn it into a book, but not the other way around. Nice. What promotions and marketing for books have not worked for you? Because you've done, dude, you've done four launches, you know, all successful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say that uh, Facebook Live has been super hit or miss, depending on how much muscle you can put behind it, like getting advertiser access so you can retarget or uh, having people boost reach uh, because of how little organic reach you can have, say, on Facebook. So that's been very hit or miss. Uh, Instagram Stories, if you have the ability as a verified account to have somebody swipe up and click through, have just been unbelievably effective. I was I was shocked by that, which is why I wanted to mention it. I was just really surprised by how much click-through. Uh, if you guys didn't see Tim, I think on Snap, I don't know, one of these social places, you bought billboards in New York. How much did that cost? Oh, God. Uh, a lot. It was a lot. And it was this is one of those for shits and giggles kind of things because um, it was a lot. <laughs> okay, so it was a lot. Uh, lo- lo- low six figures. Low six figures and it's I, I, for six billboards. I should probably eighty plus billboards. I should probably just take my money and light it on fire in the street. But it's a lot more fun to make these billboards that have the quotes of my guests on them because the quote or the rather the question is what would you put on a billboard? So I wanted in a way just to thank people for being on the podcast. What do you think st- makes you stand apart? Do you think you just like have a lot more persistence, your attention to detail, which is, to me is like exceptional? I've never seen anyone like it. Like yeah. so many writers, so many books. Like what is different about you? I don't think I'm the best writer. I think I'm a good teacher. And I, I think it's the details. I think it's A, I'm writing about stuff I actually give a shit about. So I'm driven to get the details. And then it's the super hyper specifics. It's like, what do you have for breakfast? Why? What did you try and reject? Why do you choose this order of exercises in your workout? What time? Why do you do it at the same time every day? All of these super specifics. The brand of taurine that you use. Why did you... Yeah, all of these super, super specific questions, I think is why people gravitate towards it all right now we're gonna go through a few more fun personal ones uh these are ones so at our company at sumo me what we do is we have interrogations whenever we hire people uh and as well when we when we do our team retreats we do interrogations so the questions are pretty out there all right this is a, yeah. uh, you have to choose mom or dad one of them's gonna die who do you keep oh god um <laughs> you're like where's oprah my, my, my dad my dad would probably volunteer so i'll i'll take my dad to save mom so there save we go mom all uh, right uh, which guest on your podcast was the hardest for you to get? Uh, hardest for me to get, probably Jamie Foxx. That took a year and a half. So, turned out well, but uh, took about a year and a half. Who's the next guest that you uh, that you'll put a year and a half into getting? Uh, Oprah uh, or Neil Gaiman. I've probably already put a, a year and a half into Neil Gaiman. So, it's uh, TBD. And it's not like he said no, no, no. He said no, not right now. I'm not doing any media to focus on writing, et cetera. So I would say the writer, Neil Gaiman, and then the Queen Bee, Oprah. It's so interesting because so many people like myself or anybody out there is like, oh, look at the stuff that just, he, you know, he just texted Jamie. Jamie, what's up, man? Let's do it. But I don't think they realize you put in a year and a half to actually get that created. Oh, yeah. And no one ever. Oh, yeah. um, how'd you get your name? Why did your parents choose Tim? I, I honestly don't know. I think they just like the, the sound of it. It's a biblical name, Timothy. It's a type of grass. I don't think that's why they chose it. I, I, I'm, 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 I, I wish I had. It's like, 
a name, or I liked him, but like Gideon, like, oh yes, it means the protector. Like, oh, how cool to be able to say that. But I think they were just like, okay, yeah, I think this, I think this embryo is a Tim. Let's go with that. Do you have a, do you have any nicknames growing up? Tuna fish. Uh, when I was t- a tiny kid, because when I was an infant, because I, uh, I went from really small preemie to extremely fat, uh, and uh, I was just a voracious breastfeeder. Still am. I'm kidding. And uh, I, I couldn't, A, turn over myself. So I was just kind of like splayed out on my back like a fish. And my eyes had some muscular issues. So they went in opposite directions. Okay. <laughs> went out to this side. So tuna fish. You got, I give you a million bucks today. And you have to spend it like Brewster's Million, 24 hours. You get a million. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know what? I would divvy it up into 20s. Give it to people since 24 hours in New York City with the, probably my fans, with the obligation that they give it to someone else Ooh. or pay for something for someone else. Hon, so what is that? A million? Let me see. If I have 20, 50,000 people, not too bad. That's like one block yeah, of New that, York. That's doable. <laughs> yeah, it's doable. Uh, what's the worst investment you've ever made? <laughs> oh, that's a long list. Let's see. Uh, okay. Oh, I got one. No offense to these people if they're watching. I doubt they are. A, a startup called Badongo, I kid you not, it was a file sharing service out of Taiwan, I want to say. That was my first or second ever startup investment, and I got so excited about it for a, a slew of reasons that are totally ridiculous. I think it was my first real investment, 50 grand immediate crater, just just immediate implosion. So that that's the first that comes to mind. What was the last time you were nervous and or cried? Um... Cried was probably on some large dose of psychedelics, which is two of the longest chapters in the books. Uh, that was probably about six months ago. I don't cry much. Uh, probably should do it more. I think it'd be good for my health. Uh, nervous would be doing the Dr. Oz show just a couple get a couple days ago. I always get nervous with that stuff. That was a 15-minute segment. That's a lot of stuff to remember. So oh, I, I also put... No, at Dr. Oz, doing uh, the TV show with Mehmet Oz. Oh, and, that's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, 15 minute segment is a long time. You have to be like beat, 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 and hit all your marks. I was nervous about that because it's not how my mind operates. If uh, uh, single or taken, people, people want to know, Tim. Staken. Uh, <laughs> I'm staken. <laughs> uh, I think you, you sent an email today, but like, what's your breakfast routine these days? Breakfast routine right now uh, is actually during launch is probably going to be either, and I'm, I'm rotating. Exogenous ketones, like a powder. There's a product called Prove It, P R U V I T, that I'm liking these days. Uh, I eat very little because I have to hit the ground running right away. Or uh, isopure protein. It's it's just an easy to consume whey protein, ready to drink in the mornings. So if let's say you become Jason Bourne and you have amnesia and you have to start your whole life over tomorrow, what do you think okay. you would do? This is what people are asking. So I was also watching Jason Bourne last. <laughs> uh, so I would, well, if I woke up tomorrow and had amnesia, I would probably, I'd probably walk to the Gap store across the street here in New York City and uh, get a job. I have no idea folding T-shirts or something because I wouldn't know what I was able to do. I would have no idea. That's probably where I'd start because there would be attractive women in the Gap store. So we met originally, and I sent out my email, which was like you were in Argentina traveling, surfing in Brazil, something like that. If you could only, you couldn't, if you had to move to one city and you could never leave, which city in the world would you live in? Probably San Francisco. I mean, I've, I've been there for a long time for a reason. It's one of my favorite cities and you have access to just about everything. So I would, I would go with San Francisco. If I couldn't choose that, I would probably choose New York City.
New York City. All right, we're going to go to some more of the audience questions. Some of them are really bad. Uh, I might just do the worst ones and then just let people see sure. what kind of answers you're going to get out of those. Uh, a lot of people are asking. So the two common themes I'm seeing are like keto. Do you have any thoughts? Because we talked about it originally when, when we chat on your show. Anything keto like interesting to you or boring to you about keto or not give a fuck? Uh, well, I'll tell you what I think most people miss about keto, and that is, and why I still do, for instance, like today, a uh, slow-carb diet. I do it 90-plus percent of the time. That keto is really binary. You can do the slow-carb diet or even something like paleo 80 90% correctly and see a lot of benefits. If you try to do keto and you only get it 90% right, you are going to do a lot of damage to yourself. If you have a super high-fat diet and then you're consuming enough carbohydrates not to go into ketosis, you can really mess up your blood panels and I think your health in general. So keto is zero or one. You have to get it right and to get it right is surprisingly tough and it's extremely guaranteed to be boring. So I think that I think that keto for the maniacs out there who are super OCD and who are going to track things and do finger pricks for blood tests multiple times a day, it, it's, it's compatible and I think there's value in it. But otherwise, I'd say generally stick with something else i still uh, do both but but you, you have to be ocd to do it right to like stick in full ketosis yeah yeah i mean because you, you can knock yourself out with a single avocado people don't realize it's like oh it's fat no it has about 10 to 12 grams of carbohydrates probably you can't you can't eat a whole avocado and stay in ketosis for most folks the and a lot of people are asking about starting business stuff do you have any like oh, fuck i hate a lot of those questions because they're not going to do anything you say you're gonna be like hey yeah. here's actually what to yeah i would just say it, keep it simple like scratch your own itch and focus on 1000 true fans don't pick 17 different social platforms to try to develop focus on something ideally you can monetize and this is, we've talked about this before Noah like an email list or a blog that's based on open source software like mine WordPress where you're not at the whim of some social network that may or may not exist two years from now Right. So, but, but before you even look at those tools, it's like scratch your own itch, 1000 true fans that, that I think is, and category over incremental. So read the 22 immutable laws of marketing, or at least the chapter, the law of category, which I actually excerpted and put in tools of Titans for that reason. You know, you said something I saw, uh, saw you at Denver at two one two. you, like you were in and out, but you said something and I just wanted to repeat it because it's actually stuck with me. And I think it's always funny when people say that stuck with what stuff sticks with them. And I'm like, dude, I don't even remember saying that shit. Uh, but you were saying like a lot of people are always like, how do I, you know, meet people like you? How do I be around better people? And the thing you said is like, change your geography. And you hardly ever yeah. hear people talk about that. And I was like, oh, that's so fucking true. So actually next year, I'm going to go live in San Francisco back for a month. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not around. Cool. Yeah, I'm just not around. Like, that's how we met because I was in the Bay working at Mint and you were starting your book. And I was like, yeah, let's just go grab coffee or whatever thing that is. But I'm in Austin where it's an amazing city, but it's a little bit more in retirement mode. So for people out there, if you're like, oh, I really want to be you know, growing my business. I want to be growing personally. I want to be going whatever way you want to grow. Possibly think about changing your geography. So I just wanted to re reiterate that. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I think the, the yeah, if, you want, if you're the average of the five people you associate with most and you're taking that seriously, well, you could like fritter away hundreds of hours trying to make it work in a tough place. Or you can take that number of hours, make a little extra money and rent an Airbnb in San Francisco for a month, New York City for a month, pick your city for a month and give it a shot. So I think that's very uh, important. And the wear of happiness too. That's another one, but that, that could take a long time to talk huh. about. So the, yeah. like, where People you think about like what I should do, who I should be with, like what I should do, why I should do it. They think of all these whys and they forget the where. 
So you have an assistant and I've seen your assistant since the beginning. It seems like Donna's always been with you. Like what secrets does she know if I did an interview with Donna? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Donna, if Donna I kidnapped gets Donna and I like, was like, all right, now you got to tell me everything. What do you think? Yeah. If, if Donna, Donna gets to see the best and the worst of Tim Ferriss. So, um, What's really funny is when somebody sends like a really entitled, terrible pitch, or something like that, and uh, or or they they interview me for something and then they want me to do all the promotion for it. Like I have these certain pet peeves, and she can just tell when I'm about to lose it, especially in a week like this week where I'm on like two hours of sleep. And so she'll send something to me, but it's like almost with a little like smiley face emoticon, which she generally doesn't use, but because she'll send it and she knows that I'm going to fucking lose it. So I would say the, the, the impatience triggers of Tim Ferriss, she would be able to give you Talk like the, the cheat sheet. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I've been talking to people. I, I work with a person named Melody who's awesome in LA who helps me with a lot of my personal stuff. What is the most valuable things that Donna does for you? Like what are the one or two things that you're like, man, I'm so fucking grateful that I have this virtual. She's not, well, she's an, a real assistant. She's just virtual. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she she also uh, lives in San Francisco, so I do see her a fair amount. The most valuable thing Donna does is not accept my request at face value. And what I mean by that is if, if I'm running around like a chicken with his head cut off, like let's say this week, and I say, Donna, I really need you to, to do X because of Y. And she'll stop and she'll think about it and she'll say, okay, Tim wants this because he, he actually wants this outcome and he's giving me a pretty mediocre suggestion for how to do it. I'm going to just take the initiative and do a better job <laughs> than he's actually asking me to do. I will choose a better option. So uh, in terms of travel planning, itinerary, uh, deflecting people, protecting me from certain types of things, she's really good at thinking on her feet and uh, improvising and improving upon my instructions. So I think that I actually got that advice once, but I think it was Reed Hoffman, billionaire, who's like, the way you can tell A players is they don't just take your instructions at face value that is awesome where'd you find her by the way uh i found donna through TaskRabbit, believe it or not so i was using TaskRabbit. i'm one of the first advisors to TaskRabbit. used them for years and years still use them and uh, i i used her she kept on just uh popping up accepting my tasks uh, she didn't know who i was uh, and this happened to me six 12 times and i was like you're really good uh are you interested in doing a lot more hours and that's how it happened it's funny, my uh, the assistant that I have. It's not. It feels so weird saying mine, like it's so possessive. But like the assistant I work with, she's in LA, yeah. and I'm going to LA next week. And I was like, "Hey, can we meet in person? Because we're working together so much." And she's like, yeah. "No." <laughs> <laughs> and then all my friends are joking how it's like actually an Indian guy, like in India. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I it, I see the photo. She's like an Asian woman and it says LA." But that's so funny. It's yeah. Kind of it might be. It might be. I had a team in. Uh, in uh, the Philippines at one point who was working for me, but they told me they were in Montreal or something. And then they didn't get back to me for like two days as many years ago. They were late. And I said, well, guys, what happened? And they go, sorry, the bridge was down in Manila and it took out the internet. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so yeah, you, you never know. Could be a very effective Indian, Indian guy. The <laughs> one thing that I was thinking about for this book, especially, and I think most people, if you haven't gone bonnet, go, go bonnet. I'm going to make up new words today. Go get tools of training. <laughs> Tim's been nice enough to come hang out. and He's got a crazy fucking day. Uh, you normally have done in the past three books. I'm really into marketing. We've talked a lot about marketing over the years. You've done these massive like, hey, we're going to go fucking like, we'll go to Mars or we're going to go like party in this yeah. like Ibiza together, do a lot of drugs together, whatever. Well, not drugs together. Um, probably. So <laughs> we'll do all these like uh, herbal supplements together. So uh, why didn't you do the big land rush thing? 
big like hey if, if you yeah. buy a million books like I'll you know call you or some shit like that yeah because there are a few reasons number one is that it is a massive headache it is a massive headache and you pay the tax of follow-up and customer service for in some cases six to twelve months afterwards like you've basically filled up your calendar for the next year with obligations and that's part one part two is that after my experience with the four hour chef, I don't think we've actually talked about this. And I, I haven't really talked about it. So I'll try to keep it short. After the four hour chef, which I'm really proud of, but it was boycotted because it was published by Amazon by everybody. I mean, Costco, Barnes and Noble, everybody boycotted it. And it was super tough. And I was really beholden to certain types of distribution and certain types of outlets for marketing. And so I decided two things. A, I'm going to get better at publishing my own books in certain ways. So I started practicing with audiobooks. And then secondly, I focused on building up the podcast and my email list. So I'd be less dependent on outside sources. So I just feel like I've put in the work for the last two to three years with cultivating uh, more, hopefully good content and dedication from my fans. And so far it's paying off. How do you get people? And I wonder, cause I feel like the people that follow me and listen to me, they don't, they never do anything I say. <laughs> I'm like, hey guys, can you do this? They're like, fuck you, Noah. I'm like, okay. But for somehow the Tim Ferriss fanatics, a, a, a yeah. Ferretian, I don't know what you call them, um, yeah. they do whatever you say. What, what do you do to get into these people's mindsets? And it's a positive thing to some extent, I think. Yeah. Like, how did you get people so committed to like following kind of your recommendations? Well, I think that uh, I try it all myself and I'm super specific. So when someone tries, let's say, like the upside down fire, and they're like, oh my God, why has nobody ever told me about this before? This particular way of building fires that just lets fires burn for hours and hours and hours without you having to touch them. Then they're more inclined to listen to my advice about, say, breakfast, or if I help them lose 100 pounds. I mean, I met a guy at book signing yesterday who lost, uh, I think it was 150 pounds or more than 100. Then if I tell him, well, you should read 1,000 True Fans, and he reads that, and he's like, oh my God, this whole entrepreneurship thing doesn't have to be as complicated as I thought. It just leads from one to the next to the next. So I think that once you've built up that, and I also very, very rarely do explicit asks of my audience. Uh, I, occasionally I will, but not very often. Usually it's just like, hey guys, here's this recommendation. I have no vested interest. I'm not involved with the company. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, so I think it's building that up over time. I think one of the other things that, that you said in Denver too, which is really interesting. So I guess what you're what you're really saying though is I have shitty recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think what I'm really saying is I I don't believe that your fans don't listen to you and that uh, I know for a fact that they happen to you. Um, <laughs> I'm flirting with you. I told you I wouldn't do this publicly. I know. No, no, we've got two minutes. That's that's long enough for me. You know that. Um, <laughs> the one thing I uh, I just want to reiterate that you said in Denver too. I mean, it was funny. I was taking a bunch of notes. It's actually in in this book right here. My uh, my little Noah Moleskin. Oh, cool! Um, I love it. Was around. Uh, I have lots of notebooks too. I gotta write it down, man. It was around how like, uh, shit. Oh, it was about how you give away so much stuff for free. So a lot of the things you're never like people, oh, we'll ask for this and they ask and ask and ask, but you've actually on the opposite. And you said, and I, th- I thought you said it was really interesting about running a business, either do a bunch of little tiny transactions or give away everything free and then ask for something big at the end or ask for something way later. Like, well, how do you yeah. think about that? Yeah. The- yeah. The way I think about it is free or ultra premium. That's it. So I don't do much in terms of selling products or anything in between, say, free. So 700 plus blog posts for free. I mean, thousands and thousands of pages, hundreds of podcasts for free, uh, or ultra premium, where I'll do an event, let's just say, for 200 people and charge 
eight to ten thousand dollars a seat, which I've done before. And of course, then you have to deliver. But uh, I do free or ultra premium. I try not to do anything in the middle because there's too much competition. And I love the way think, you think about that. Yeah, it works. It for me, it works. Seems to work really well. Uh, two things, because we're we're out of time. Number one, can you walk me through your day from start to finish? Because I think for everyone here, especially myself, it's going to be. Re- I think all these people are like, "Oh, I'd like to have this stuff. I'd like to have Tim's lifestyle." Or no, I don't think you know what it takes. And this is a guy who's yeah. already he's already made it to some extent in terms of like you don't need yeah. more money. You got all the attention. But like, what is the day yeah. from one a.m. till the end of today? What does it look like? Do you have a do you have your calendar uh, nearby? Yeah. yeah, I do. So all right, so I was up until, I mean, I didn't go to sleep, really. So at midnight, I took an Uber to my publisher's offices. I went to the the ninth floor, sat down with a landline, which was required for this, Uh, did coast-to-coast AM from 1 to 3 AM. Radio shows. Radio shows. Uh, We had to prepare for that in a number of ways by providing them with talking points and potential questions and so on. Then I got picked up uh, at, turns out, 5.50 AM at the apartment where I'm staying, went to Squawk Box, uh, and that was from, it took an hour and a half, but there was only five minutes on television. That's the nature of television. Came back here, took some supplements, sprayed some zinc in my mouth, went down for the count for about two and a half hours, woke up, we're doing uh, this, of course, together. Uh, Then I'm doing a product hunt Q&A from two to three. Then I'm getting immediately picked up in a car going to the 92nd Street YMCA in New York City, this gigantic venue, which has been months in the planning uh, to both build out the program and to sell out. It's a 900-person venue. We're doing a uh, arrival, 4 o'clock, rehearsal from 4 to 5, and then we have a number of things planned. I'm going to be doing a bunch of other different projects and to-dos until we start uh, letting people in around six o'clock. Start start the program at seven. I'm doing a live podcast taping. There's three segments. We had to plan. I have five guests coming, and uh, that ends at uh, eleven o'clock. At which point we then have an additional hour of VIP Q and A and cocktails in a separate venue. Uh, then I come back here, probably do another two or three hours of damage control and cleanup. And then I face plant and sleep. Finally, I will reward myself because tomorrow is an off day, uh, mostly off day. I'll take a, probably 12 hours of sleep and then wake up and hit the ground running. So 24 to 36 hours just like of hardcore, like very intentional work around promoting the book. Yeah. I'm either on or I'm off. And uh, when you're on, you're this on. Is on. This, ah. this, is what on looks, this is what on looks like. Well, I got two more things. I know you got to get going. You're tired. You have half an hour to get going. People are asking why no audiobook. That's just a real quick one. Yeah. So audiobook, I'm going to it, it's going to take at least three to five months, and it's it may be in the form of an app instead of an audiobook uh, because I want all of the guests' voices, like you, Nate, uh, Noah, and other people, hmm. to be a part uh, to be a oh, part that's of it. Cool. Yeah, and that just takes a ton of production time. It just takes a lot of work. It's going to be extremely involved. So it's going to take months and months, guys. And honestly, you want the illustrations, you want a lot of the diagrams and so on in the print or the Kindle edition. They're mm. they're very necessary and uh, important for a lot of parts of the book. So I would say grab one or two of those formats. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy 10 books right now for people. And all I want you to do is tell me how Tim's, like either his podcast or any of his previous books have affected you. And Tim, just give me like two minutes. They're going to go crazy on this. Yeah. Tell me all the things that have, how you affect them. Because I think it's kind of cool to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'll buy, I personally... 
buy 10 books right now for just leave a comment in questions. I'm going to call a few out and then you can, you can get out of here. Uh, I know you got to yep. run around. So I'll buy 10. What I need you guys to do is post in the questions box, how Tim's like for our work week, for our chef, for our body. If you've already gotten tools of the Titans or his podcast or something else has affected you, let me know how it's affected you. I'll buy you guys 10 people a book. You can give it away as a gift or for yourself if you don't have it already. All right. So now, yeah, it takes a second and then it just like, yeah. you know what, for you, Noah, you know, I love oh, you. Tim. And, we, we, we have, I can buy some time. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll buy us some time right now. I'm going to text the wizard of Oz and make some things, yeah. <laughs> uh, make, them, make some things glide around. So Gregory Pinowski, so you get a book. I feel like Oprah, you get a book, you get a book. Uh, Gregory Pinowski <laughs> and got a good job. Be a little more specific, Gregory. That kind of stuff makes it really, really more interesting for us to share that out loud for everyone else. Uh, wow. Joey Corinman. He read for our work week in 2013. His muse business did $1 million this year. He's living the goddamn dream. Uh, if Tim sold posters, I'd hang one in my bedroom. That's a fucking answer. <laughs> All right. Wow. I'll, I'll, use, I'll use a younger version with more of a quaff. <laughs> yeah. Tim, we that's can get awesome. Matching. Congratulations, man. That's amazing. Dude, that's so crazy. Tim, we're going to get matching two pays, bro. Matching. <laughs> I'm uh, in. I'm Joey, in. post your address. You're going to get a book. Uh, Ruben Metcalf, you posted. He said, holy shit. I lost 40 pounds in like nine weeks on slow carb. No joke. That is badass. Uh, Ruben, post your address. I'm going to send you a book. Josh Leviton. I lost 20 pounds in seven months. Went from zero to eight pull-ups, started meditating, and thinking about happiness and contentment versus accomplishment. Josh Levitin, post your address. I'm hooking you up. This one, Tyson Maines. Four-hour work week has changed my life. I started my first business after reading it, and now I'm tra traveling the world just like Tim. Kathleen Kakouris, Kakouris uh, love the podcast. Help me be brave to be an entrepreneur. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Now, now people are requesting Tim Ferriss posters. <laughs> uh, oh, Narendra Mandapu, Man, Mandadapu read The 4-Hour Chef and made a low, list of low-carb diet recipes, 50 pounds in six months. Uh, did you, that's, you hear? That's a, that's, a, that's a large toddler. That's, that's significant work. That's good. Do you hear more that's success amazing. stories from the 4-Hour Workweek or the 4-Hour Chef? Or Body, excuse me. I, I, hear, I hear, you know, they, they're, they're pretty evenly split. Uh, when people come up to me in person, they tend to often talk about the four-hour body because they want to show me a before photo. That that happens pretty often. But uh, four-hour work week is still the mothership. That's that's had the biggest uh, lead time in terms of uh, advantage of of when it was published. Uh, Victoria C read the four-hour work week. Quit her corporate job six months ago, and she's putting in this in all caps. I quit my corporate job and started an online business, designing my life so that I can live and work anywhere. It's changed my life. It made me feel like anyone can do what I've, what I've done reading that, reading the book. Dude. These are making my day, guys. Honestly, I've had, a, I've had a long day already, and this is exactly the fuel that I need. So thank you. Dude, this is so cool. Pete McPherson. I know Pete. I've seen his name a bunch of times. He said, the four-hour work, he taught me the opposite of what my parents taught me. <laughs> Tim is your father. This is like Star Wars. <laughs> I think it's basically like, Pete, you should change your last name to Ferris. Because uh, you're, you're please, please don't do that, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> the thing is, Kagan, on the other hand, I think is easier to spell. Go with Kagan. Kagan, Kagan works. Uh, dude, this is awesome. So Emmerich Thorpe said, "I spent two thousand dollars on myself to bring about a new experience that I would not otherwise have had based off his questions, which he knows." Oh, I don't even know a question, but that's awesome to hear. Dude, there's literally a lot of this. Holy moly! Stephen Kemp, six kilograms of muscles in eight weeks for our body. Thanks, Tim. That's a lot. That's 18, 18 plus pounds right there. Holy moly. Um, 
Uh, this person keeps. Wait, posting- I can't do math. It's not 18 pounds. It's like 15. Sorry, 2.2. It's uh, still not too bad, man. Holy moly! Uh, one of my best friends, Eric Southwell. There's been four books to change his life, and he's like Tim Ferriss. And so then I was like talking. I was talking to you, and he's like, "You know Tim?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know Tim. I've known you a while." But anyway, so Eric Southwell like literally changed his life, and now he's going to live Canary Islands. You ever heard of that place? Oh yeah, for sure. He yeah, met yeah, absolutely near, near 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 Spain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he met a girl on Tinder, and now he's moving there. And that's wow. Because, yeah. I was like, dude, you got to name the first kid Tim, second one Noah. Um, <laughs> or hyphenated. You could do Tim Noah. No, no Tim. Like a Tim Toa? Noah Tim sounds better. Like the secret of Nim. Nim. Oh. Use Nim. If you had kids or when you have kids, whatever, do you have names already thought of? Uh, I like short Celtic names uh, or just short names in general, uh, like Dorian. These sort of very, very short uh, in in my mind, at least short names. Yeah. That's, that's one that, that that comes to mind. Uh, Cadence, I like quite a lot for uh, for a girl. Cadence. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Ooh, yeah, I like that. I it's a good one. I haven't thought of tons of these names. It's not something that I think about all too often. But when I find one, I'm like, oh, that's I like that's this name. I think about it a lot, and I don't. I don't even have a girlfriend now. <laughs> I just for all the anyways. I went to a sperm bank, so I figured like maybe those people will name it the the names I want. <laughs> Uh, maybe last were, you, one, were you storing or donating? Donating because I'm creating an army. Oh wow! I'm creating an army, dude. Okay, okay, good, good man, good man. Um, so last one, I'm gonna, I'm kicking you out. I'm kicking you out, dude. All right. Uh, but this is from Frank Fredericks. Four hour work week enabled me to stop being overly busy consulting, reduce my work time to four hours, and then st- spend my time running a nonprofit, reaching five hundred thousand people. Now our team uses your strategy. P.S. Meatloaf did the trick too. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. Okay. So th- what that refers to, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a meatloaf recipe in the four hour chef and yeah, it has to do with sex and getting laid. Um, but it's, it's a hell of a recipe. So check it out. Meatloaf. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so if you haven't bought the book, go check out tools of Titans, Tim, always good to see your sexy face, get some rest. Uh, guys, I'm sticking around for a little bit more, but make sure you go grab tools of Titans. Thank you, Tim, for coming and hanging out. I hope, not I hope, this is one of your, I, I, I hope, it's one of your better uh, chats and uh, things that you're going on today. It gives you a little more energy to go yeah, kick yeah. some ass. No, this is like, I'm glad to not have the usual five questions that I get ad nauseum. So thank you, Noah. And to everybody who showed up, thanks so much. The, uh, the feedback was, was great. I mean, this is, the, this is the fuel I need for this particular day. Trust me. So thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And um, if you want to, if you want to see some sample chapters of tools of Titans, you can just go to tools of Titans.com. You can read the forward by Arnold Schwarzenegger. So what is it? Tools um, of Titans.com. Yeah, you got it. Boom. And so if you guys want free chapters, if you're like super cheap <laughs> and you don't want to put up a few bucks, I, I have a copy. I gave one away. If you want to get a free sample chapter, uh, tools of Titans.com. Where do I sign up for the sample chapter, dude? Oh, it's it's just uh, oh. it's the intro and forward, okay. uh, on the on the nav bar. But uh, honestly, I think this is the best book that I've done, and it's effectively the sequel to the Four Hour Work Week, the Four Hour Body, and the Four Hour Chef because it's broken into the three sections of Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. It's basically everything I've learned since those last three books came out in those three areas. So, I hope people enjoy it. And either way, happy holidays and beyond to everybody listening, especially you, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> all right man thanks very much all right bye-bye well that's a wrap i really 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 hope you enjoyed this episode if you did i want you to go text someone you love them and just be like yo i'm thinking of you right now after that 
write a review of the show or send it over to someone else that you think would really appreciate it. And then after that, go enjoy a taco. I know I eat tacos, I really did. I just had one again this morning. Uh, feel free to tweet me any feedback. I love learning how to make every episode better in the future. And, and it, I want it to be fun for me and I want it to be fun for you so that you're really getting something out of it too. So at Noah Kagan, K-A-G-A-N. You can tweet, twat, whatever you want to do, let me know. And I love uh, new episode ideas or ways I can make the show better. And you can find more about me at okdork.com and the companies I help work at, which is appsumo.com, which is a Groupon for geeks, and sumome.com, which is free marketing tools for people who want to kick ass in their small business. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.